What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, we took a bit of a week off, but we did get to do that sweet Cowboy Bebop content. Yeah, man, but it wasn't um, so really everyone a week go check off. that out. But, yeah, y'all, def- y'all um, definitely go check, check out Running Back. And that's what I was going to say. It's not it wasn't really a week off. It was just no movie news. The movie news that was out was fake news. And then we there were no movies for us to talk about. And it would have just been an Avatar rewatch. And it was just like, look, man, no need to no need to, to force content. We don't want to give y'all sub subpar quality content. So we were just like, we're not going to force it. We're going to wait till Old Guard comes out to have a, at least a movie to talk about. We had the Cowboy Bebop running back in the tuck. And we were just like, all right, look, we'll give them this form of movie content in, in the form of running back. Y'all be sure to go check it out, like Schubert said. But yeah, now this week we got a lot of shit to talk about. I didn't even know if you wanted to talk about the fake news. That was going around. Umberto came on on film Twitter and just was like, wrong, wrong, wrong. That was the one thing I would have wanted to mention about it is that Umberto came was coming in hot. He came in like, super hot. I was just like, he's like, y'all are wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then Grace Randolph was trying to talk shit. And Umberto was like, you're just wrong. Stop. <laughs> That's no, just funny, no. bro. And the only thing I really want to talk about last week is some of the trailers that we have in the docket this week um, that I can't wait to to get talk, to talking about. And we also had dueling trailers of two shows that we really like, so we'll be Beef, talking about bro, that I'm as well. Telling you, we talked about that on Twitter. There is TV show superhero beef, and I believe it, and no one's going to change my mind. Because, like, the boys did not have to drop their trailer that day. They did not. Not... An hour after Umbrella Academy drops is when the boys doesn't come out till September. Umbrella Academy comes out at the end of July. Like there was no need for Amazon to do that. They were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck them. <laughs> Straight superhero TV show beef, man. And I'm excited to talk about that. I, man, I was super excited to talk about new Justice League movie Rebirth. Umberto fake. <laughs> just gosh, Constantine movie fake. <laughs> the only thing he said was real was the Zatanna movie, which they've been working on for, for forever. And he forever. said they're still working on it. There's no script. They're just trying to get an idea. Then he said the Batman Beyond thing is the most concrete thing. But that's if Michael Keaton takes the role of Batman in The Flash and if fans like it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been... That was another thing that I wanted to dive into on the sh- what we had for last week because I had pulled up like what Hector Navarro had been talking about and like what you would do for a potential Batman Beyond movie. And I you think know, that's his, happen. his th- thoughts was that he wouldn't want Keaton's Batman to be the Batman that represents that Batman Beyond first. Cause it doesn't, he, to, in his opinion, doesn't seem to mold the two worlds together. Um, that from what Batman... we see in the animated, car- but I thought that, uh, the Tim Burton Batman stuff kind of set up what we saw in those animated. It's the only versions, one to me you know that would saying? work. Like we talked about this a little bit off air, and I know this is some last week stuff, but like we'll talk about it to start the show because I think it's pretty important. Like we talked about this off air. There's no one else that I would really want to use. I'm not using Christian Bale because his story ended with him go- meeting Alfred on, in the Fritz Riviera Being drinking dead. tea. No, he's not dead. He, he's alive, but like he's. He's not Batman anymore. He's just chilling with Selena Kyle Mayer and some weird shit. So fuck him. We can't get Clooney and freaking Kilmer. Kilmer. They're out. Don't want them. We're not getting Affleck. Like, people just need to just... We're not getting Affleck. So, 
Keaton works, man. And Keaton's old, bro. It just works. It works. It works so well. Now, something that I would like, because we talked about this, getting an Asian, uh, an Asian actor to play Terry. Charles Melton. Is he too old Charles for you? Charles Melton. Charles Melton, you may know him. Oh, but see, you didn't watch Bad Boys for Life. Never mind. Mm-mm. Charles, he was in Riverdale, Charles Melton. He was in The Sun oh, Star. That, yeah, 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 yeah. But in Bad Boys for Life, he's kind of like this beefcake who is like a secret Yeah, I mean, I could job. see that. I think he's got a Terry McGinnis look to him. That's the only guy that I, I mean, like, you know, unless they go under. Well, that was the thing is when, like, I saw that that was getting floated around, I was like, but who would you choose? Like, it's not that I'm saying that you couldn't find somebody, but, like, as at the moment, it's really hard to fit I mean, someone the that's an Asian is- actor in that age range with the abilities to, like, fight. Because, like, look, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. There could be an unknown out there. Let's not say that. But, like, in terms of the people that we know right now, it's like Henry Golding, in your opinion, is too old. I, I said him. I would love – I mean, Henry Golding's cool, but he doesn't reach the typical 18, 17, at max he, 19. He can't, he can't pass as a high schooler. Louis Tan is too old, but that's my guy. I love Louis Tan. The guy who's playing Shang-Chi I like, but, again, he's a little too old. He's way too old. I mean, you could do Ludi Lin – from uh, Power Rangers, he was, I believe, the Black Ranger. You could do uh, R- Ryan Potter, but I mean, he's Beast Boy. I mean, he would love that. Yeah, shit, I mean, but uh, yeah, I saw that too. Know. But no, I mean, I think Melton probably would be the best one that kind of vaguely fits the criteria. Melton's my guy. I think De- Dev Patel's too old. You know, I'm always trying to throw him in as a Nightwing. He's too old. Type. He's too old now. But like Dev Patel would be lit. I'm trying to see if I see anybody else that like could fit the. Man, somebody was saying the dude from uh, the Disney Channel show, Jesse. He's, he's kind of old. He has a fade now. Karen Brar. <laughs> he was in, uh, he was in, yeah, no, just Jesse. <laughs> so, I mean, he's older now, Wait, so who knows? Hold on. Look him Which up, bro. He, he has a douchey TikTok fade. I kind of have that fade, but like, you know. It's what, who? What was his name? Oh, Karen Brar. Brar. Yeah. Brar. Let me see who you're talking about, bro. He's kind of young. This dude, kid. Dude from Jesse, bro. Don't be a hater. Nah, bro. <laughs> what about Sam Lee? All right, Sam Lee. He was in Woman's, Woman's is Losers. He was born in 1996. So he's like, he's curse age. So, you know, he's, he's young. He could maybe pull off a high schooler, if not early college kid. Mm, nah. See, you I mean, might be looking at the same, long, wrong Sam Lee there. A lot of Sam Lees in Hollywood. It's Sam L-I, not E-E. I gotcha. Yeah, so but yeah, yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with all that. I, I I thought that that was really surprising that that was the movie that they were going to go forward with because we're still trying to establish like our current Batman verse. But see, okay, and I think I mean, that leads. Well, I understand. Perfectly. I understand the whole now and never thing, but like again, we're talk. We just went from Batfleck, and now we're going to introduce this Robert Bat. Uh, I'm Pattinson ready. I, Batman, I, I, and now we're going to. Like bring back the Keaton Batman. It's like you know who's Batman. How many Batmans? No, we got. We know who's Batman. We know who the money's going into. Keaton's Batman is just giving us this futures. They could yo a way they could differentiate from Marvels by doing futures in which relies on Batman Beyond. That's a whole DC subplot. If that Batman Beyond movies happens, I will speculate about futures in. But if you know that shit could happen, it'd be different than Marvel. But our Batman's Pattinson man. They're putting the money into it. That's our first topic. I'm actually super excited to talk about this topic. All right. But yeah, whenever you're ready, we can get started. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into what we have for today. I forgot this Um, was a story. 
Yeah, so HBO Max has given a series commitment to a drama set in the Gotham Police Department from Matt Reeves and Terrace Winter. Let's go! The untitled series will be set in the world Reeves is creating for the feature film The Batman, with the intent on being uh with the intent being to launch a new batman universe across multiple platforms it is said to build on the fir- uh, the film's ex- examination of the anatomy of corruption in gotham city and uh, it's the first project announced under reeves new overall deal with the warner brothers television group he's in it bro he's in it he is knee deep in it and i'm okay with it like because this is not going to be Gotham, which which was supposed to be Jim Gordon's story. Turns out to be young Batman story in Selena Kyle. Turns out to be some crazy shit that, they're, that they did. This is going to be a straight up cop series. We could see Renee Montoya. We could see uh, Crispin. Oh, what's his name? The black guy. God dang it. I think his name is like Crispin, Crispin Brown or Crispus Brown. I think that's his name. Uh, but he, he's the DC cop. We could see Bullock. Yeah, I think his name is Christmas. Oh no, Christmas Allen. Christmas Allen. Yeah, there we go. And uh, we could see uh, Bullock. We could see Jim Gordon. There's so many people. And Jeffrey Wright already works with HBO. This is a this is a win win, man. I'm excited for this. We don't ever have to. Robert Pattinson will never step foot in that show. Just let it be some police shit. Maybe yeah, season I mean, the, finale, the question, let him pop up. The question of it would be is like where in the timeline. Does it all fall? I mean, is it going to fall right alongside with Robert Pattinson and Batman? Then, and if it does, what kind of crimes would this show be covering? You know, what would be smart if it was the 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 gap bridger between movie one and movie two. Well, if they anticipated going multiple seasons, like I I, I originally thought of that as being what Marvel Marvel Agents of Shield was supposed to be was like going to be like a gap bridger, and then you realize that that wasn't what it was supposed to be at all. At all, yeah. So. You know, I, I've, and even with that show, my question with that was, how do you, what, what villains do you use that wouldn't be that the, the heroes wouldn't go after? So I like that's where I'm. Like I guess, like what I could see this being is it has like, to be the Falcone. Wire, the Wire, yeah, set in Gotham. Yeah, and I'm cool with it. And let it be like Falcone, Maroni. It, it can't be. It can't be. It could even maybe be Penguin, depending on how they set up this Penguin. Penguin could be their most high-level name villain. No Riddler, no none of those dudes. Just straight up mob bosses, drug drug shit that's going on in Gotham, and the cops are just trying to maintain the universe and every at every road. I mean, if, if you the here here's another suggestion. I don't know what you think about it, but because this doesn't seem like it's going to connect to uh, Birds of Prey, am I you know correct by that? Because if you're saying that, then Montoya would be Perez. But like, if, yeah, if, I'm assuming it's not going to at least at at least until the Flash movie. So if that's the assumption, then why not Black Mask? Who that would be lit. Oh, I don't know if they're ready to step on some toes, but if they're stepping on toes, I'm ready for it. Like, I'm cool with it because like, look, I'm, I'm all down for Matt Reeves to run the ship and he has a plan. He has a, an idea for a series to go along with his movie. I'm in it. And then especially since rumor has it, that him and his writers, and I said this months ago because of Matt Tomlinson's post, but apparently Matt Reeves is heavily influenced from Batman the Animated Series. And that only makes sense when you, when you hear shit like a Gotham Police series. Because if you know the Animated Series, the cops had, were always doing shit. They were, all, they they were acting like cops. Yeah, they, they had, they had their, their own shit to do. And Batman wasn't really in those episodes. Like, he, he showed up, but like he doesn't have to in this. And this just works, man. I'm excited. 
Yeah. So I think that that was, um, you know, it's a really interesting idea and concept and I guess it's going to develop on HBO max. Yeah. So it's HBO max. So, I mean, yeah. this is kind of like building up their sort their content as well. Create. Cause like we were so confused on what was going to happen with the DC universe. Like it's at least, over, bro. at least, well, at least the Batman universe is going to be set. Yeah. Like, if, you know, at if, least the, the, there's going to be will, world building in the Batman. If the Titans universe. is a hit, they'll come over. But if not, then like, whatever, man, we got the Batman universe to worry about. That means I'm going to probably get a Robin, a Nightwing. Shit, shit may spawn off of this. And then that flash movie will connect everything with the multiverse. So it's going to be a long road, but, we're building Batman, and I and you know how I feel about that. I'm always down to to build Batman, and people are gonna get a Green Lantern TV show soon enough. So, that's sure. for all those people who are like, I want different heroes besides Batman from DC. You're gonna get it soon enough. So, so from building up Batman, we go to the the mess that is Batwoman. I don't even know um, why you you just put this in here just because it's like well a new because thing. because Julian you know who's in the Bros Who Think you know network bubble you know commented on it on twitter <laughs> so you know i'm gonna mention it on the show what did but, he tweet uh, bro he tweeted some some foulness <laughs> if he did yeah. don't say it I'll go look i'm not for it. <laughs> i'm not but you know anyway so the batwoman has found his new series lead her name is javicia leslie um and she was gonna take over for ruby rose uh, this character's name, as we said on a previous show, is going to be Ryan Wilder, who's described as a likable, messy, little goofy and untamed. Nothing like Kate Kane. <laughs> who was depressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with no one on her life to keep her on track, Ryan Wilder spends years as a drug runner dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with, with bad habits. Mm. Today, Ryan lives in her van with her plant, a girl who would steal milk for an alley cat and could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and widely undisciplined. She is an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, uh, fallible, um, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. She sounds like they, they, they were like, hey, what if we took Catwoman, Jason Todd, in spoiler, and made this new character who was rambunctious and wild. That's, that's what this sounds like, but look, man. And call her Ryan Wilder. Look, whatever, bro. Yeah. Dude, CW's doing their thing. Like I said, like we said multiple times on this podcast, we've been dropped the CW universe. I've dropped it, Arrow season five. Schubert dropped it like two years ago. It's over with, man. A lot of people are worried because I've been hearing that people are like Stargirl season one, and now that they're seeing CW's picking up season two, they're like, oh, they're man. nervous. Yeah, it's going to get shittier. So it's just like, whatever, I bro. I I'm, I'm I concerned about HBO. Hey, to me, DC is going to, like Marvel's living on Disney Plus, the future of DC is going to be on HBO Max. If it's not on HBO Max, I don't, I don't care what CW's doing. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thought the CW had an opportunity just to like kill the Batwoman show, and now they're gonna just like keep trying to, to make, money, make it live. Bro. I don't understand. But I mean, hey, it, look, teenagers love it, so like, whatever. I'm, like, yeah, teens well, yeah. and and twenty year old ladies, and some twenty year old men do too. I'm not gonna just stereotype, but teenagers really love it that melodrama shit. So the kids have their Teen Titans go and Young Justice. The teens have their CW universe and. Hopefully, Matt Reeves is going to follow through with HBO. Yeah, so, you know, good for Javicia Leslie for yeah, getting for herself her. a, a role in Hollywood, making some money. Um, I'm not but, mad at her, so, you know. 
but yeah, so so good, good for her and um, good luck with all that. But the one thing I did see in the CW thing, I, I was watching a trailer and I didn't know how old this was or what the whole status was with it, but the Deathstroke animated series. Oh yeah, they're, put, they're making that a movie. Actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> Funny enough, it's gonna be like yeah, a movie that's attached with CW, but it's yeah. an adult. That's like the but best thing they've animation. made. That is literally the best thing they made. So shout out to them for that. Whenever that yeah. movie drops, I'll, I'll let you know. But next up, we got some trailers. This is coming from HBO Max. They're putting out a new show called An American Pickle. It's starring Seth it's Rogen. Movie. Oh, it's a movie. I thought it was a movie. Okay, it's a movie starring Seth Rogen. Basically, it's Seth Rogen is this, I believe, this Jewish uh, farmer. He like specializes in pickles, and he was living in the old country. He falls in this pickle vat. And he uh, gets... I guess, like, I don't want to say sugarized or... I'd say, yeah, like, um, you could just say pickled. frozen. Yeah, whatever. He gets frozen in the pickle juice or he gets pickled, whatever it is. And the pickle juices contain him and contain his age and his skin from, from messing up. And he just basically transports into now now with his... Like, 100 like, years in the future. Yeah, with his great-great-great-grandson. He he's, a, he's a 1919 immigrant, and then he, he like, you know... The kids put in the pickle thing, and a hundred years later, he's back in 2019. So yeah, you can only imagine. He's chilling with his grandson. He's trying to adjust to life, and it's about their adventures. It looks pretty good. I'm always a Seth Rogen fan. Down to see what it is. It's, it's an original story, so I'm cool with seeing this take and how Seth Rogen spins it. So yeah, I'm, I was interested that Seth Rogen, you know, that HBO Max was making the moves to get someone as big as Seth Rogen to star in like a, an early movie for them. But that shouldn't um, shock you because HBO has been doing this for years. Like, they broke Idris Elba. They broke Michael B. Jordan, uh, James Gandolfini. Then we get into the later years of Westworld. We see, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on the blonde girl's name. I'm blanking on that blonde lady. Honestly, name. they, uh, but Riz Ahmed, they, they, yeah, Riz Ahmed, Michael K. Williams. Like, there's HBO's talent. People always want to see another movie yeah. because they would, they do. I for think HBO. they were a part of the McConaughey. Oh, they were. I think wait. that True Detective season like kicked off in the Connaissance. It was okay. It's between Dallas. Uh, I would say Dallas Buyers Club was the first I think, one. But what uh, we have to look at the timelines because, like, I thought that that came out before Dallas Buyers Club. For oh, oh man, we 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 should. Oh uh, man, I, I'm let me see when I can look this up. Let's see because I thought it went Dallas Buyers Club, but that was like the the thing that was like okay, this McConaughey's doing some cool shit. So that came out in 2013. And then I thought True Detective 1 was where it was oh, like... Oh, yeah. That must have oh, been 2015, I think. I was like, oh, shit. Now 2014. We're it was like right back to back. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club was like, okay, he's doing some cool shit. He wins the Oscar. True Detective Season 1 is like, all right, he's really doing some cool shit. And like, that's when the McConaughey... I think it started with Dallas Buyers Club, but that was like the, the little fire. And I think True Detective Season 1 was the gasoline that made it erupt. Yeah, now he's back. Mm -hmm. So American Pickle Man, HBO Max, doing cool shit. Like we talked about earlier, there was some streaming service beef between Umbrella Academy and the boys. We got two new trailers from them on the same day. Let's start off with Umbrella Academy. Season two looks interesting. It looks like the same shit. They're trying to avoid. It reminds me of that James Franco series, like 11, 24, 63, or whatever the date was for the Link Kennedy shit. Because like... Because they're going back in time, and it has to do with the Kennedy assassination, and that whole series is about going back in time for the Kennedy assassination. So that was that was giving me major vibes on that. 
Um, and I mean, then obviously, cool. like, what's his, what's the five? Yeah. He looks way old. <laughs> he's supposed to like not age, you know. <laughs> well, you gotta accept that he grew up, man. He I can't... mean, I get that, I get that, but I mean, like, <laughs> he can't do shit about it. Five, five's ass is hitting puberty, bro. Probably a little past puberty. He he looks old. He might be eighteen. Yeah. Now. But I yeah, mean, look, exactly. It looks whatever. I, I'm not hating on it. It could be very good. It was, it was an okay trailer. It didn't blow my socks away. It was. It just. It it's Umbrella Academy. If it's good, I'll be excited. But if it's not, I won't be like my expectations won't be lowered because, like, I don't really have too high of expectations because the first season was good. It wasn't great. I'd say it's on par maybe with Daredevil, maybe, and I still like Daredevil more than that, so... Yeah, I think Daredevil's probably higher. than that, yeah, so... Well, just season one. Yeah, just... Well, I'd say The Punisher season two. Okay. That shit was pretty fire, so, like, those two seasons, you know, but I, I don't know if it's better than Jessica... I know it is better than Jessica Jones, so it sits... To me, I got... Watchmen, The Boys, Daredevil, Umbrella Academy. That's how I'm like ranking these streaming service shows. Titan somewhere. Titans may be better than Umbrella Academy shit. I don't know. That I mean, Umbrella Academy, what was good about it when it first came out was it didn't have any expectations put on it. Yeah. And now it's got expectations put on it. So I just and that's don't know the thing, like, like how they're going to carry it over. Like season one was good, but it's like this didn't show me anything different. Whereas the boys. Oh, my boys are fugitives. They're on the run. We got this new Shazam-like lady. I, I said it last week. This, this lady's coming wreck shit. Homelander looks pissed off at everything because, like, his, 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 he's not in charge anymore because Giancarlo Esposito's taking reins. Homelander doesn't look happy. Shit looks crazy. Starlight's just falling along with the ploy, just being a, a sheeple of the, of the supers. Hopefully we see some more black noir, but this shit looks crazy. I'm hyped. Yeah, I mean the boys definitely made a statement. Uh, you know, they released their trailer after the Umbrella like Academy. An hour, like, <laughs> like an hour, and they were just like, "Yeah, you know, you thought that was cool. Um, actually, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> this is cool." Carl Urban, man, he he's so good. He is so good at Billy Butcher and and Dennis Quaid's kid. I love him, man. I love little Jack Quaid. I'm Dan. He's not literal, of course, but like. I dig him. I hope Karen Fukuhara gets more shine this season because I'm a big fan of her. She, when her work was in Suicide Squad as Katana. So I'm down. And I really like the French guy. Like, I, I watched the live stream that they did as a cast where they were asking questions hosted by Patton Oswalt. And I'm just, I'm loving the boys hype, man. A lot, the, Twitter really loves the boys. And I'm glad we were at, at the beginning of that, that wave. For sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the Boys is definitely um, probably our most anticipated show right now. It is. There's nothing like, hopefully, Jesus, Schubert, man. And this is just a little sidetrack, but, oh, I was thinking today, I was like, these fools have ruined my opportunity to see Tenet this year. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get to go see it. And I literally told my girlfriend, I was like, look, if theater's open, are you coming with me? She's like, no. I was like, fine. I'm going to go alone. She was like, what if it's closed in our state? I said, I'm going to ask Schubert if he wants to drive to one of these dumb states like Mississippi or Texas. And we're going to go try to watch Tenet if it's out on August 12th, which I don't think it will be. I don't think we're going to make it. Gosh, this sucks. This sucks so yeah, bad. This means I don't it's think we're going to get Dune this year. I don't think we're going to get any of these shits. Well, the thing is, is like, I think that we could be getting movies by the time Dune was supposed to come out. But because of all the bullshit, they're going to push it. (laughs) Yeah, man. And then that's when we would get Tenet, like at Christmas. Because like at this point now, it's like, all right, 
movies open up, the first thing you got to give us now is Tenant. If not that, Black Widow. Like, <laughs> I need one of them. Not, and if not that, Wonder Woman. Like somebody, oh, just see, give wait. us something. Let me tell you how, like, just how how I mean, over I, I, Wonder I, Woman I am. Like, it's just like, oh, really? I'm not over. Like, and let me, that's rude of me to say. I'm not over it. I just my expectations for seeing Wonder Woman this year. All right, zero. <laughs> like, my expectations of seeing Wonder Woman is lower than my expectations of seeing Dune. Because for some reason in my stupid brain, I think, oh yeah, Christmas? They might give us Dune. Like, you know, but like you said, Tenet is the one that I have the most expectations to see. So it's like, as long as I get Tenet this year, I'll be okay. And look, if it drops, it's getting the Oscar, baby. <laughs> like, there's nothing else. There I mean, is if it- nothing else. All I gotta say, like, if if you're Disney, and we get to, you know, Thanksgiving, and we can't get in the theater, then get give us Black Widow, like, yeah. like Christ, like, come on, like they're gonna give us Milan though. Oh, trash. <laughs> no. Jeez, like, I just wanted to throw that out there because at least we're getting the boys, but like on the movie front, it's just it's saddening every day. Every day, I'm just like. We're not gonna get to it. Oh, got pushed again. <laughs> it's on. It's August twelfth right now. It's wild. I saw a trailer. What was I watching the other day? I was I was watching something, and they kept saying, "Oh, I was watching the UFC Fight Island fight, <laughs> the Mortal Kombat shit, <laughs> where they were on the island." And every five minutes, they were like, "Tenant, the new Christopher Nolan movie coming August twelfth to theaters." Oh. And, I, and I was just like. This isn't gonna come. <laughs> this is so sad. Like August twelfth is in. It's a month away, and right now they're talking about going back to phase one. <laughs> to get shut down. Florida has as much as Florida will be the third biggest country. Fifteen thousand. <laughs> it's just Jeez. insane. Yeah, man. But look, if movie theaters open, are we gonna drive to Florida? That's the real question. Because I don't think they're shutting down. Disney is open. They're trying to have the RNC there. Make the, you know, the, the people is just well, the theaters or whatever are the ones that are being dinosaurs at the, at the at the one for now. If they would stop being like, well, you can't do it anywhere else if it's not at our theaters. Drive you know, ins, drive, drive ins. ins. They need to minor league baseball stadiums. They need to pick up their money. Like they need to partner with these stadiums and figure a way to where they can make some form of money from this. Because, well, I mean, like you know, I think I mentioned it before. Like Birmingham Barons baseball is playing. Like the, this past weekend, they played the Last Jedi on the big screen, and people, you know, social distance in the outfield. They had like you know, box squares that you had to like stay in with your family to, you know, it's watch like, the movie. It's like Dave, Chappelle's, uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy sketch. People were in their cars and then they had box locations. I mean, we exactly. gotta get innovative, man. We gotta try this shit. Cause like, I'm getting sick of it. Like, honestly, I don't care about the clubs. I don't care about the eating out. I really don't care about any of that shit. The one thing I'm really missing the most is movies. Like, honestly, and people may, my, people may say I'm a movie nerd, but like, I am truly the one thing I miss from life before Corona is movies. I don't give a fuck about the concerts. Honestly, I could care less if sports have fans in them or if sports doesn't. As long as sports is back. It's on TV. Yeah, as long as it's on TV, I don't give a damn. But the thing I miss, number one, is movies. Because I think I think we get the NBA on the 31st. (laughs) Well, I mean, we were going like two to three times a month. We were. So... Uh, the last movie I saw in theaters, and I'm ashamed to say it, 
Bloodsport, right? Uh, right. Oof. I mean, right. Was is it Bloodshot? Blood oh, Bloodshot. Yeah, Bloodshot. Right when Corona Vin was Diesel. hitting, and everyone was like, "Ooh, you going to the movies?" And I was like, "Yeah, bitch." <laughs> and for me, it was it was the gentleman, so that was good. That, that's good. See, I watched that bootleg because well, that's a time for another story. But next up. I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna say what it is and let Schubert take over. I told him in pre-production because he's our Latino correspondent. I'm just gonna echo his sentiments on this. Whatever he says rolls. So Shia LaBeouf's new movie with David Ayer, the tax collector's out. Shia LaBeouf is is doing his thing. So Schubert, should I feel tense about this topic? Because like, is Shia LaBeouf doing something that's offensive, or is it okay? I don't know. I mean, I guess that. I mean, it seems like if they go forward with this movie, then obviously it's okay, I guess. Because, I mean, David uh, Ayer is a Latino man. So it's like, if he says it's okay, it's okay, I guess. I don't know. Like, Shia LaBeouf might just be a white dude pretending, and you said this in post-production, he may just be a white dude that's, like, really into Mexican cultures. So like, like in the well, early I mean, 2000s, he's, he's, this was called the He's a, a crime lord in L.A., and so he's got to, like, you know, I can't just be, like, a white boy that's trying to, you know, run crime in L.A., so I got to, like, you know, I, you know, let me get some, let me go into the sun and get a little tan and then just call some people, you know, homes. Like, <laughs> that's what got me, bro. Like, halfway through the trailer, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is badass. And then the other half of me is like, ooh, he keeps saying that, saying homes, like... <laughs> This is some caricature. Like he's wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's real iffy. And but I haven't seen a lot of huge backlash. Is the thing, you know? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Twitter, all the tweets I saw, I had to like search it to see. Like you know, we backlash. Know, Halle, Halle Berry just mentioned, like, oh, you know, I I was asked to maybe play a transgender character, and everyone was like, you can't do that. And I mean, I get it, mm-hmm. but I, but you know if Twitter was quick to jump on something that hadn't even happened, like, you know, this is a full on trailer of a movie that's going, <laughs> it was there. It's going to come out. And I saw people so, tweeting like, Ooh, Shia LaBeouf back in his bag. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, people are <laughs> excited about Shia because I think like what Shia did in this past year with peanut butter Falcon and honey boy, everyone's kind of been like, Oh yeah. Team Shia. Like we want him to like succeed and do well. And we want to see the movies that he's going to be in. And I mean, Hey, you got a full, chest tattoo for this a real ass tattoo yeah he did for it so crazy this dude's a wild man but let him do his marlon brando shit he's all brando right now so we'll see how this how this acting goes for him but i'm gonna watch tax collector david air's best shit is when he's like into watch like when he's in these realistic la police gang situations like it's great like i wanted david air to do the remake of scarface that should have been incredible but like this is this is in his bag so this is gonna be something similar to in the vein of Scarface, let me not say similar, but just something that that just gives you Scarface some feelings. So, cool tax collector. I'll be I'll be on the lookout for that. Maybe Shia win the Oscar. It's a light year this year. But next up, we got Comic Con's coming to home. It's gonna be over the internet, like DC fandom, like all these cons. But Marvel's not gonna be there. DC's not gonna be there. Schubert, what's the point of us watching watching this? Like, I could just stay on Twitter for the news. Yeah, there's not. There's really isn't a lot. Um, the boys will be out in September. There's no point in me watching it for them. Star Wars, I don't think is going. The one thing I would say, uh, it's interesting for animated shows. Uh, okay. HBO Max is going to do, you know, oh, HBO their Max cartoon. Th- yeah, HBO Max will be there with their Cartoon Network Studios oh, collection. Oh, there'll probably so be some gonna... anime news. I'll say that. There's probably going to be, because Cartoon Network, I mean, not Cartoon Network, Toonami 
partnered with this HBO, I mean, with this uh, anime studio and then about to make a bunch of anime, them in their country world partnership. So I could see some Toonami originals being announced that's going to be on HBO Max. Nice. That's something I can see. Now, that'll be a reason why I should watch it for something like that. But other than that, there's no, like, superhero major nerd news. There might be some sci-fi shit, but, like, not a lot. Yeah, like I said, the more most, stuff the most that's going to be on animated. sci-fi. You know, like, we later on, we're going to talk about Close Enough. Close Enough has a panel. That's tight. I would uh, listen so, to that. So it's... Because I'm sure know, they're going to talk about the relations to a regular show, which we'll talk about later, but that's something exactly. I'd be interested in. All right, that's yeah. That's kind of I wanted to mention. Like, you know... It, it's more of like based on some of these I, I would say more more so for HBO Max because like they're just trying to like introduce their catalog I'm sure Netflix like they, will do yeah. some shit too sure yeah sure. but Umbrella Academy like that's what I'm saying so unless they bring in like some new streaming shit maybe an old guard series which we'll talk about in a little bit or old guard 2 we'll talk about that but we have to, do, we have to switch it up big time <laughs> the retcon the whole damn thing <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that but did you stick or see we'll get to it because there's the last three minutes of the movie which just sequel but uh yeah comic-con at home cool that's what's up we'll see i'm, I'm more interested in dc fandom i will be i will be watching that yeah so uh, go go on with the next one. Oh, next one oh, i thought that was you but all right the next one is we're getting uh chicken run recasted the voice actors because they sound too old yeah, so Mel Gibson, who was the original voice, is out. And then the the lady, I can't remember her name at the moment, who played the other chicken, she's out. And she was really upset about it. So that was like what a lot of the conversation was around. And she was like, well, I just don't understand like, why I can't be in the role. It's like, well, because you know, that movie came out like 15 years ago. You sound a little different. It's okay, lady. Like... Even Mark Hamill's Joker sounds different than Mark Hamill 15 years ago. Like, that's just something that's just known. But I guess people yeah. be like, well, Mark Hamill kept his role. Mark Hamill was legendary. <laughs> Chicken Run? Zide! Right. <laughs> right. right. Well, you know, I guess a lot of people are going back. It's like, is this a truly a sequel or is it just like, you it's know, a new story. Them, them doing their own thing? I think it's more of just Netflix doing their own thing. And they just decided, like, hey, let's just. You remember that movie Chicken Run? Yeah, I like that movie. Let's just make another one. Yeah, let's just make something new. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not, look, I'm not making a big deal about this. Hey, it's something that you don't have to film. True. And and Netflix is, I got to say, Netflix is touching into our generations, like B-movies and like on on, in our childhood, because we talked about this off air. There's like All Dogs Go to Heaven, which I don't think is a B-movie. Don't let me disrespect All Dogs Go to Heaven. That's like an A movie to me. Shit was fire. But a B-movie, Quest for Camelot. Quest and for I was Camelot. Like, lit. Like, if you remember Quest for Camelot out there, you're a cool fucker. But, uh, yeah, they got they got the Hey Arnold movie, all the Rugrats movies. They got a lot of different shit from our childhood. So I was so good for them tapping in a chicken run. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, well, that's my movie on the rise. I'm going to save it for that. But, all right, yeah. Um. So Jude Law, he's going to be heading to Neverland. He is... Um, in talks to play Captain Hook in the next Peter Pan live action Disney film. I mean, I knew, I, I figured Peter Pan was coming. Did didn't you like? We we had mentioned that Peter Pan was coming before. It's gonna be called Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, okay, um, yeah, true, 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 true. And true. I, I I I think we were very hesitant about it, but this makes me feel like at least it's being taken a little more seriously with Jude Law. At, being part of it. It doesn't at least, sound like, Disney Plus. He's an established actor. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could have got someone to play Captain Hook that's a little too goofy. Like, you know, I, I was worried that you would kind of, you know, obviously not Johnny Depp, but you would get, like, someone <laughs> who would be, like, a Jack Sparrow kind of caricature of 
of Captain Hook, but I think like getting Drew Jude Law is like a better move. It is, but I feel like he's gonna ham it up. But I mean, this is a movie you ham it up in, so whatever. Hopefully, he does it justice. But good for Jude yeah. Law, man. You know, we'll uh, see how that so, goes. So Dylan O'Brien is in negotiations to lead Peter Farrelly's Vietnam War movie, joining Green Book actor Viggo Mortensen, who is in a supporting role. This movie is based on the book by Joanna Malloy and John Chicky Donahue, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, A True Story of Friendship Stronger Than War, is a movie that tells the story of Donahue, who left New York in 1967 for Vietnam to track down and share a few beers with his childhood friends who were serving in the Army. Cool, cool. So it sounds like a mixture of... Uh, it's going to be drama. Like a, yeah, it sounds like a mixture of like a... a male bonding movie mixed with like some war stuff some some drama some drama shit all right cool dylan O'Brien's trying dylan to, o'brien going for his he's going for his oscar bag okay yeah. i see you out there D- dob trying to trying to be out there dob growing up did american assassin did your did your killing spy did movie? you ever see that i did that i liked it i liked really? it a lot yeah i did all right because i've seen that on the streaming stuff and i'm like should i try that no definitely watch it because it'll give you vibes seeing michael keaton in it like Hmm, should we team them up for Batman and Batman Beyond? Like, if we're going with a white guy, I, I like that pairing. No, he's too old now, bro. Go watch American Assassin, bro. It might change your opinion. D.O.B., man. I'm a D.O.B. fan. That movie was pretty good. I dug it. Yeah, I mean, I like Dylan O'Brien. I liked the I like the Maze Runner trilogy. A lot of people do. But, oh, see, I'm an American I mean, Assassin I'm, fan. I'm, I'm, but I never, yeah, I never saw American Assassin. Thought he did so, a, thought, I thought he did a decent job. Um, yeah, Peter Farrelly, Peter Farrelly you know, was the director of Green Book, and Green Book, of course, had the success that it had. So, you know, this could be the next. You know, we're looking for Oscar movies in the next few years, people. You know, so this judging might be on it. what happens to the movies. But next up, we got Vince Vaughn and Paul Walter Hauser. That's the guy who looks like the guy I went to high school with. Has all been cast along Kristen Bell and Leslie Jones. The caper comedy Queen Pins. Queen Pins is written and will be directed by husband and wife team Aaron Gaudet and Galetti or Gita Papilli uh, from their own script. It's inspired by a true story of the largest counterfeit coupon caper in the history of the u.s bell and jones will play suburban housewives and best friends stumbling upon a way to counterfeit coupons and make a little money but they're soon in over their heads as their scheme becomes more dangerous growing into a 40 million criminal adventure my question is vince vaughn and and paul walter hauser the husbands or are they going to be the mafia guy and his henchmen who are going to i think the last i think the second one yeah that's what i'm that's kind of what i was thinking as i was reading this cool good for vince vaughn paul walter hauser man Love to see them get movies. Chris, Chris I mean, Bell and I, Leslie Jones, good for them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty solid cast. You know, Paul Walter Hauser is really kind of making his way in uh, in movies. And uh, hey, no, no, I see you just, you just your camera just froze. You're gonna make this audio. I'll edit this out. You don't have to worry about the video if it's just froze. There you go. You're good. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll edit all this out. But yeah, so Paul Walter Hauser, you know, he's been making his way through Hollywood, doing a lot of big roles. So I'm really interested to see him here in this obvious comedy because, I mean, I've really only seen him do dramas. He was pretty uh, funny in The Five Bloods, though. He was pretty funny in The Five Bloods. I mean, he was really funny in Black Klansman. Yeah, you know, he was. All things considered. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he brings he brings his, his he brings some comedy to each role he does. But I could definitely see him being some kind of a kingpin or whatever with this coupon counterfeiting deal. 
Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's going to be like something that's going to break the bank, but it might be something that's not shit. Like one of those those like bad moms esque comedies that people that slide through, and people are like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Sure, something like sure. that. But I want to ask you, speaking because I've been having this argument with my girlfriend for like two weeks now since Forgetting Sarah Marshall came on Hulu. So this has been an argument in my household. Who is the better actress, Kristen Bell or Mila Kunis? I fall under the Mila Kunis uh, family. My girlfriend falls under Kristen Bell. Who would you say? I would really have to watch Veronica Mars. Mm. Because honestly, I feel like Kristen Bell in The Good Place. See, that was the argument lot, she used. You, you, like, did, you, did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I thought she pretty much killed that role. Okay, see, I used but Bad like, Moms the, where but, Mila but Kunis kicked is, her ass. But the thing is, like with Mila Kunis, is she does better in the movies. She does. So I would say like Kristen Bell is like a better TV actress than Mila Kunis, but Mila Kunis like shows out for the films. Plus, Mila Kunis hasn't done a TV show yet. She's just living in her relationship. Well, she did that seventy show. But like I'm talking like post, post forgetting Sarah Marshall when they started to like both hit the comedy, start hitting the comedy thing where where Kristen where they did Bad Moms and they did and Mila Kunis did some other shit like with the JT movie Friends with Benefits, which I thought was pretty good. I actually liked it a and little if you, more. And if you want to talk Ashton about Kutcher, an Natalie actress Portman living, movie. if you want to talk about an actress living, uh, you know, doing shit with her husband, you know, Kristen Bell's the same deal. Yeah, with Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. True, true. And that's why we were talking about like, I was like, I'm more of a Mila Kunis, but you you have people out there. Let us know who you like more, you movie fans and movie likes. That's a solid uh, debate there because, like, they're both kind of, like, in the middle. Like, I would neither put neither one of them in the category of, like, top actresses out there. But but I I would say Mila Kunis. I don't think either of them are bad. I wouldn't say they're the top actresses, but I'd say in terms of comedy movies, I'd say Mila Kunis is top five, maybe? Comedy actresses. I mean, it just, it really just depends on like the role or whatever. Cause like, I feel like Kristen Bell plays like a funnier person. Mm. Like Mila Kunis does a really good job of playing like these roles that they give her. But like, I feel like Kristen Bell has to pull more out of the roles that she gets. Mm, okay. Like, interesting, interesting thing. Cause but like, I mean, I'm- like that could just be because of the good place. Cause like she literally just brings out the punches all through the show. Like see, she is the driving like, force of the comedy where like, I've moms. never. Prof- I've never felt, I guess maybe Bad Moms is your one example that I can't really like think of because it didn't really hit me as hard. Bad Moms like, and Bad Moms Christmas were funny as shit to me. And then if you compare them when they were on the screen together and forgetting Sarah Marshall, who was funnier, Mila Kunis or Kristen Bell? I think Mila well, Kunis... Kristen Bell wasn't supposed to be funny in that movie, though. She was supposed to she, be... She had some humor moments, but she, she was the villain. Clip. Yeah, she was. But the real villain, I think, was Russell Brand. <laughs> like, you know how they're doing oh. these movie villain, actual villain things on Twitter? Real no, villain. No, dude, he was a good guy. <laughs> no, he was not. He yeah, gave he that was. lady herpes. When he left. He fucked that lady and then left. Inside of you? No, bro. No. Bro, bro. he didn't do anything to, uh, <laughs> to Peter, bro. Fuck P- Yes, he did. He cheated on Peter's girl for a year. And then Peter only knew about Peter didn't know about the year before they started. So it was really two to three years. Well, that's Fuck not his Russell fault. Brand. Bro, look, man. Russell Brand. It wasn't like that was his bro. Him. It wasn't his bro, but like still, I'm if I'm Peter, I'm pissed. So movie villain, Kristen Bell, actual villain, Russell Brand. Y'all let us know what you think, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, or if who is the real villain of forgetting Sarah Marshall. But next up, Star Wars actor John Boyega will star, line, star alongside Joni Turner-Smith, 
Felicity Jones and Jack Rayner in the thriller Borderlands, which is not going to be Borderlands. Don't be confused with the video game property that is going to be a movie to be directed by the Guard Brothers. The film will follow an Irish paramilitary soldier who witnessed the shooting of his wife by an SAS sergeant and makes his its personal mission to extract revenge. So the question of, is... Well, no, no, here, before you ask that question, John Boyega is the SAS sergeant. Okay, yeah, cool. And uh, Jack Rayner is the... Irish paramilitary Ooh, so soldier. Jack, John Boyega's going to be the villain. Nice. Yeah. Good to see a good little twi- twist of events for John. But, but, you know, just as you had been watching Midsummer this weekend, you know that the true villain of Midsummer is Jack Rayner. Oh, wait, that's his bitch ass? Oh, yeah, yo! Yo, wait! So I'm going to be sitting here cheering on John Boyega, John Boyega to, yeah, bro. to win the film because, like, I don't want to see that, that fucker do anything. Yo, fuck Christian, bro. Gosh, the two people I hated in Midsommar the most was Christian and Will Poulter's bitch-ass character, Mark. The whole time I'm starting the movie, I'm just watching, and, and you know because you're a bro. And my girlfriend didn't understand why I was getting mad at Mark Poulter because Jack Rayner was trying to bring his girlfriend around. We all know those moments where you have to bring your girlfriend around because she wants to meet your friends. And if they're really your bros, they're going to be nice to her. They're not going to be douchebags and say underhanded stuff that they would say in, in a group chat situation or just with you. This douchebag was saying it in front of her. And I'm just like, yo, Will Poulter, you fucking suck. You're a horrible friend. So that's take number one of Midsommar. But then as we're getting into getting into uh, Sweden, I'm like, all right, the black guy kind of sucks, but he's not that bad. And Pele, Pele is just a dude trying to slide in on your coochie, Jack Rayner, but you don't care because you're trying to be a pedophile and go bang Pele's little sister. But that's that that's one of the reasons why he fucking sucks. Another reason, the way he treats uh his girl, he fucking sucks. The whole just, time. The whole, every like I was like, I was like, he forgot her fucking birthday. You know how much hot water I'd be in if I forgot a fucking birthday? Yeah, this dude fucking sucked. And then he took the black guy's research, blamed it on the... <coughs> My anger for this dude is just so hot. That's he what I'm saying. He takes the black guy's research, and then when the white people are like, oh, who took it? Obviously, one of your friends, he was like, yeah, it wasn't Mark, but it was definitely it was definitely Josh, the black guy. We, we don't like that guy. Fuck him. Just like, whoa, whoa. Was that because y'all had the same research? Or was that a little racism coming out? <laughs> I don't know. So when I saw this story, I was like, okay, so you're going to tell me that you're not going to make my boy John Boyega, you're not going to make him a Jedi. <laughs> and then like his next big film out of this, you're going to make him the villain and he's going to have to lose to that guy? Yeah, Are I'm kidding for, me. I'm pulling for John. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yo, Jack Rayner's forever going to be a villain in my mind. Like he fucking sucks. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I'm I glad you made me realize and, what that was because I literally watched that this weekend and I was just dumbfounded. Yeah. No, that's why I was glad that I could put this in the notes because you would get why, my disdain for seeing this story because this was going to be on the notes last week. And uh, Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't like, have known. We wouldn't have seen another reason why we had to. And I was, yeah, because I was pissed. I was like, John Boyega is going to be the villain in this? Like, this dude, I can't get behind this dude. Yeah, fuck that guy, bro. He sucks. Also, Midsommar, not a horror film, just a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie. <laughs> Super One weird One time movie. was good enough. Yeah, I'm not watching that again. Even though I could and see, like, ooh, all the foreshadowing, like, the pictures and all the different things that say they were going to die on the way. Yeah, like, I, I, whatever, bro. I'm, I'm good. I, 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 I got those that. vibes the whole time the first time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew what was about to happen. Like, 
Yeah. I knew they were... I, Bro, why I knew is Will nobody Poulter, was coming out of that alive. Another reason why Will Poulter fucking sucks. When he was like, when they were taking shrooms and, and she was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this. And, and like, I literally, like, I, he was like, come on. Like, we all got to do it at the same time. Fuck you. Fuck you, Will Poulter. Fuck you, bro. Because I knew when she was going to take that, she was going to freak out and have a horrible experience because you peer pressured her, you fucking douchebag. Gosh, yeah. that movie made me upset. They made every male character in that fucking movie. You just dislike them. You, they all fucking sucked. Now, I will say, Will Poulter, great career. Oh, yeah, killing it. Like, and I, I said, he's a good actor because I believed it, you know? Cause, like, yeah, because exactly. Because, I mean, like, he plays that asshole role so good. Yeah, he does. I hate him, I can bro. see him making years and years of a career playing The only reason role. why Jack, Rain- Jack Rainer did a couple more shitty things, pedophile, racist, and just all around shitty boyfriend. That just Those are like, you have to be a really shitty individual to make me like dislike you over Will Poulter, who's just acting like an asshole. But yo, yeah, the Suicide sure. Squad scene, the, I mean, not Suicide Squad, yo, the Suicide scene, my girlfriend was up. She was like, what are they about to do? I was like, oh, they're about to kill themselves. It's over with. Those people are done for. And when they, actually, the rocks? when they actually jumped, I was like, oh, that lady, her face was straight up smashed. And then that old man just broke his leg and they came over with that hammer. Yo, Midsommar. It, it was like wild. <laughs> yeah, Mid- Midsommar with their like gore that they showed. And then like that, that came out of nowhere for me, I guess. And like sh- shocked me just as much as like the Defy Bloods with their gore. Shocked me. Yeah, man. Like, Five Bloods. Yeah, that, that, I didn't expect it to be that. That shit. That shit shocked me. But yeah, all right. Super weird movie because I don't even want to get into the Jack Here, Rainer I'll cover- pedophile scene yeah. where all those old ladies are just like, shit was nuts. Dude, it's weird. But Super yeah, I'll go. Weird. I'll take care of the next two stories. They're pretty quick. Uh, Aquaman himself, Jason Momoa, is going to be Frosty the Snowman what? in a live action CGI hybrid. Uh, Momoa will also produced the movie with Jeff Johns and what? Stampede's Greg Silverman and John Berg. What? Uh, D- David Ber- <laughs> Berenbaum, who collaborated with Berg on Elf, is on board to write the script. Oh, so there's going to be some Elf-type movie. Okay. Whatever. What's John a, Berg's uh, just a weird... Every time you kept saying a name, names, I was just like, huh? what? Like, So first it was Momoa, big gasp. Then it was Jeff Johns, double gasp. And then it's John Berg, triple gasp. Like... What? But I didn't know uh, John Berg worked on Elf. So, like, I just yeah. thought he was the Mark Wahlberg, like, military guy. And I was just like, huh? Like, that guy? Okay. Oh, no, that's Peter Berg. Oh, man, yeah, that's Peter, Peter Berg. Berg. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I thought that yeah, was man. fucking Peter Berg. I was like, what? But still, Jason Momoa, John, Jeff Johns. Weird. Jeff Johns stepping out of the superhero lane. Frosty the Snowman. What? Why Weird. did we need this? I don't know. Jeff, Jason Momoa doesn't need the money, but I guess his first kids, like... Actors who have young kids always say they do stuff for their kids. So, all right, whatever, Jason. Do it for your kids. You got young kids. I get it. Whatever. The next story Uh, is the one that I was shocked by. The last story, uh, Zachary Levi Shazam himself is going to be the star of the biopic of the NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner, called American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Good for Zach Levi. Oh, yeah. I mean... He, you know, he bulked up for Shazam, so he might as well use that uh, to be a football player. Kurt Warner, yeah. Look, I mean, cool. Kurt Warner does definitely has an interesting story from being, uh, I think he was a, a grocer. Junior. Yeah, he was grocer, arena quarterback, arena NFL quarterback. Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Like all kind of crazy shit happened for him. So 
It's going to be a good but, role I mean, for John Lee. All that I've heard from this movie is that it's faith-based, so I just don't know how that falls in. Yeah, weird. I didn't think Zach Levi was like going to fall with the faith-based type movies, but interesting to see. Whatever. Cool. Good for him. All right, Shubert, let's all get right. to Movie on the Rise. You can um, start us off, because mine will lead into like a conversation. So going into you know not having a show last week, the one thing I wanted to bring everyone's attention to moving into this past week, I wanted to I watch this too. Bring it to the attention of everyone this week is go. You know you've probably seen all the ads for it. Go watch Palm Springs, Palm Springs with Andy Samberg and Christina or Kristen Malati, who uh, you will know from How I Met Your Mother and other and other shows. They That's did funny, a really bro. great job. They did a really great job on this on this movie. Uh, I was a real big fan of it. I, you know, made my girlfriend and her roommate watch it, and they were both like, "That was really cute." And I'm like, "Well, oh, was yeah, it a comedy?" It it's a comedy. It's okay. uh, it's a Groundhog Day wedding. Mm, okay, okay, I'll give it a shot because, like, I heard it was good. I've seen a lot of people. Lucia, shout out to her. She'll be on Run It Back soon. You guys may know her, friend of the network, but she said it was pretty good. I think she gave it like four stars out of five. And I think Christian Harloff liked it too. He reviewed it from the Schmoes. So like, I, I yeah, was I was very interested. Ash People Crossing, that I trust. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ash, shout of, out to Ash. She liked it. She liked it. So I mean, like a lot of people have liked it. I mean, it was it's just a really uh, funny, feel good movie. IMDb gave it seven point six. That's about where I would put it as well. Solid yeah, movie, not bad. Out of ten, like you know, it's it's a solid movie that I feel like you could watch a few times. All right, Lig, good, good. And it's an hour, and it's an hour and a half. Good for Andy Samberg. That's quick. You know, I love, you know, I love a, a good hour and a half movie. Same, yeah, because everything these days is two plus. Like Old Guard. Tell me about plus. it. <laughs> Jeez. <but Ugh>. like, <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, yeah, and then um, the other one I have is I've been caught up in watching Supermarket Sweep. And I actually watched it on your recommendation. It was pretty good. Not going to lie. It is, it is peak weird white people. Yeah, my girlfriend, who is a white lady, she said, this is straight up from the Caucasus Mountains. <laughs> Just how <laughs> white this was. <laughs> Oh my gosh! She, the, was, the, she was wild. The though. host is the host is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's like amazing. the show is an interesting concept. I would say it's like guys' grocery games meets like the new ones. They're like hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, some tr- some trivia shit. It was just random yeah. trivia questions. Like, what snack does John? Tra- who's who, whose favorite snack is this? John Travolta, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or or uh, Craig? Ba- or what, what the fuck is his name? Uh. Gosh, Scott Bayo. <laughs> or, like, or it also has like a lot of like uh prices right vibes because it'll be like yeah. which one of these products falls under two dollars. I also realized that we had way money, much more money to give away back then than we do in game shows now because they're giving away a milli for that show. What supermarket sweep? Yeah, the grand prize was a million. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know all that. Like, you I guess win like thousands. Of, that's like, because, like at yeah, the end, that's at the, the, at the end of every show, you know, they only win like if if they win the the final thing, they get five thousand plus whatever they had. So it's just like six thousand one hundred. Oh, I thought, I thought I heard they get a million at the end of the show if they do something right. I don't know if it's like if it's got to be maybe at the end of the the season or whatever like it mm. but like at the end of each show they only get like six thousand yeah i just i just thought they just didn't do the thing right that's why they made a lot oh yeah i thought they had let, i thought we had way more money to give away these games yeah something. like you know, the big grand prize victory is like getting a five thousand dollars oh real okay never mind yeah. we had less <laughs> yeah so i was 
That's what I was thinking. I was like, what are you talking about? This shows more so that we couldn't give out anything back then. Real. But, I, I thought I had a million. I just, damn. The one thing I wanted to tweet this week was, man, does uh, the jazz music at the credits of these old 90s game shows just fucking hit different. <laughs> yeah, they like, did. It's like, <laughs> it's like Kenny G just like you know, blaring some shit. Good I was thing- like, damn, bro. That's a show that had good music because we're going to talk about something that didn't have good music this week and it was painful. It was okay. it was super painful. But real quick, let's talk about my movie on the rise. Close enough, the JG Quintel show. If you're a fan of regular show, it is out on HBO Max. It is something that I highly suggest. I literally binged up to like episode seven and there's only like eight episodes. I got two episodes left. Shuba got to episode six. We wanted to talk about it. What'd you think of it, man? I thought they, I thought this was J and I texted you this. I was like, JG Quintel Unleashed. It was just like made me wish regular show was on HBO Max and which just made me wish that they could cut the constraints of network uh, children's cartoons because this shows me even more so now. And you knew this watching it, but regular show was not a show for kids. It was a show that was masqueraded as a kid show, but it was telling. And I just feel like it told JG's Quintel's life at the time or something he experienced of him being in his 20s. And that even more confirms it more so with this show. That regular show was Mordecai and Rigby being from like ages 18 to like they when they ended like 24, 20. They might even be 26 at the end of it. Like they get old by the end of it. But this show is like the transition out of that age into the 30s. It's just like, I know me and you aren't at that age yet, but it's a lot of stuff that we see on the horizon. It's a lot of stuff that we can like relate Relate to. to, Yeah, I can definitely relate to like being at a, a bar or club and like, being, being like, oh man, I'm super tired. Oh, what is? It's only nine thirty. Ah, shit. <laughs> All these TikTokers are out. Like that's what it mm-hmm. is. Like and just everything just worked really well. I thought they did. This show does an amazing job at because I, I got to say some shows when they have a female character they don't they go with a lot of tropes they go with a lot of stereotypes and this show didn't do that. This is an amazing female character. I love Lil, uh, Emily and Josh's relationship. I love their relationship with Candace. Honestly, they're kind of bad parents, if we're going to be honest. They're kind of shitty parents. They always leave their child with their landlord or their fucking weird roommate and his divorcee Japanese girlfriend who's younger than all of them, who's like 26, who's our age, trying to still be with the TikTok group. Like, yo, it's hilarious. This show is fucking hilarious they made him do the floss in the club i was just like oh man i love all of this he was like i'm here i knew basically the premise of that episode is they have to get into the club and they have to uh if they're too old they go into the vip which kills them because it's a jg quintle show and nothing's ever normal and there's always some weird shit happening at the end of it and they they asked josh he was like oh no bro i'm young and he was like yeah cool cool man i'll hit you up on social media he's like yeah hit me up on the facebook and then it's so mode he was like Facebook's for all people. And I was just like, yes, it is. This is hilarious. He was like, nah, bro, I floss. I floss. <laughs> this show is hilarious. But nah, this show is amazing. There's Rick and, and what's really Easter What's really eggs. great about watching this show, too, uh, for people who, you know, are just getting started with HBO Max, is that, you know, I watched, what, till, up to episode six? But that's 10 episodes. Yeah. There's, because yeah, they're 15-minute bites. Yeah. There's two apiece per episode. So it's like, it's just like regular show. And exactly, it, just, it yeah. works really, really well. I'm re- this is, this might be HBO Max's best original content so far. I haven't watched everything else. Like Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. Schubert's watched Doom Patrol the first two episodes. But I, and we're not talking about this week. We'll talk about it next week because I will be caught up. But like, this is content that I want to see from HBO Max when it comes to animation. 
like give us some of these adult animated comedy films, um, comedy shows. Give us some of these adult animated action shows. Well, this- that's kind of what I'm interested about with this HBO Max panels at the Comic Con at home because you know I want to know what they're going to do with like the Adventure Time stuff. Um, yeah, because are they know, making a Beepo show or a Beppo show? Bebo, Bemo, yeah, Bemo show. That'd be cool. Uh, that that'd probably be more targeted for kids, but still, it'll be crazy and it'll have the adventure time guys working again maybe we could get a new show but this like you like we were saying like this just is good animation i think this is an amazing place for cartoon network for adult swimming particularly for tsunami we're gonna get a lot of great animated stuff from this hbo max partnership and i'm at, at least right now i'm more excited for this than the live action stuff maybe once we get to green lantern batman i'm, I'm excited for it. but hbo max is legit in the streaming service wars they're just going to take time because they build quality because this is a quality show. This might be the best yeah. adult animated show on television right now. May, uh, only thing that comes with it is Rick and Morty, and that's owned by HBO Max, too. Um, you know, I think what really put it, this, uh, this over the top was them making sure that they secured someone like Jason Mansukas to come in and, like, voice yeah, a character. I thought that was him. I thought that was a good like, pull because, like, having J.G. Quinto do his Mordecai voice, that worked, but having someone that we kind of recognize just threw it over the top. Exactly. Like when I heard his voice, I was like, oh, they got this guy on this show. Like money, bro. HBO Max, they're coming for the crown. And I think they're going to get it eventually. Amazon's really their only true competitor in terms of quality. For sure. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, I'm I, trying to see what else they got that's like original. Now HBO, HBO Max. Needs, HBO Max needs to get on its shit and make some agreements with Amazon and uh, Roku so that people can actually watch it on their TVs. Mm. That's, that's true. I, I watch it on my computer. I watch it on my computer and my phone. Yeah, that's one thing they got to do. They got to get it to where it's on uh, on PlayStation and stuff. Oh, is the, the BMO show's out right now. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Okay, real. Yeah, I'm going to have to peep game. Yeah, because the only other original they have is the Looney Tunes thing. That was all right. I watched a couple episodes of that, but that's more kids-oriented. I haven't watched Doom Patrol, but you have. Real quick, what did you think of it? it? Did it did it carry over and work really well? Uh, well I mean, it's a totally different thing now. Um, and it's just kind of like, you know, the similar way that Doom Patrol does, is doing a lot of building. Really? Okay. And, Not- I, and, like, I feel like the the arc of the whole thing hasn't been fulfilled yet in the two episodes that I've watched. Okay, real. Because they're up to episode five. Like I said, I'll be caught up by next week. I was just really enamored by this. Like I said, this J.G. Quinto show, and it really just had my my attention. Like, really well well executed, like, show. Like, it is amazing. It just makes me so happy that these Cartoon Network people who made great shows are getting a shot to make older versions of what they wanted to make. Because it just shows me that Regular show would have worked so much better as an adult animated show. And the way he disguised it, it really worked really well. And everything that, that he did is, is great. And I'm really just excited to see how close enough ends. Because eight episodes, but like you said, that's really 16. So yeah, that's dope. I'm, you know me, I wish we had more, but that just gets me excited. for Like you said, the Comic-Con panel. Maybe they'll pull a Harley Quinn like the season two will drop in the winter, hopefully. But you know, we'll see what we'll see what goes with close enough. That was really good. Are we going Avatar? We're we going Old Guard. Um, let's do Old Guard first. You want to do Avatar? Let's knock Avatar out. It's not t- okay, nothing, well, nothing yeah. crazy it's really n- happened in these episodes. Yeah, nothing really crazy happened. I didn't even watch the first one because it was the the one where like they try and the make Avatar him, like, state. I shouldn't have watched that shit either. 
And it I'm just like, expl- literally that episode explains what the Avatar state is. And the we we understand that like okay, Aang's super strong, but they have the drawbacks of it. He can use all the powers of all the Avatars before him, but if he dies but in not it, as will. And yeah, not at his will, it, and if dead. he dies in it, he's still dead. That's literally all that happens in episode one. Episode two, The Cave of Lovers, this was this reminded me of The Great Divide, classic Avatar filler, baby. <laughs> Nothing really happened. But you, you get introduced to the nomads. <laughs> well, this episode They're does. Isn't the Zuko B-plot of this Azula where we first meet her? No, I mean, we've met Azula. Or was that in episode one? Like, I mean, no, I'm talking about like Azula, Azula and Zuko where they fight. That, I think that's episode two. Where Zuko goes on the run, he cuts his hair, and then he's like, yeah, I'm no longer a prince. I think that's episode two. But anyway, that happens in these four clusters. He cuts off his hair. He's like, I'm done. And then the next episode, he kind of had like a buzz cut. And I was like, are we sure Zuko's hair would have grew back that fast? But that's just me being uh, nitpicky. But yeah, so he's on the run. It's it's. Him and him and Unk just running from uh the fire. They're they're officially traitors, and this is kind of Zuko's path. Like these first couple episodes to me made me realize how Zuko's character development is growing. That episode where they're in the they're in the woman's house. I think this is episode three. They're in the lady's house, and then she's talking to him, and she sees he got she got burned from the Fire Nation. And he's seeing like the ramifications of how bad the Fire Nation is because in season one he was still with him. He he still had the the perks of being a Fire Nation soldier with his army and whatnot. But in this one, he has none of those perks. And he's seeing the bad side of it where he saw that lady get burned and she was like, Turn, I relate yeah. to you. Yeah. So that was, that was a good, good shit. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, the, this, it kind of starts building the Zuko and Iroh arc for book two, which is yeah. one of the more interesting arcs as we'll see and go through it. Probably the best the arc in the show, man. It. it is one of the best arcs in the show. It's the, you know, it's the big redemption. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Uh, also, this shows also this shows Azula being the new Zhao. But we see, yeah, with Amashu that she's stronger than Zhao. She's smarter than Zhao. We see that oh shit, shit's about to get devastating because Zuko we always figured could beat Zhao because Zuko did the stuff with the Blue Spirit. We always knew Zuko was stronger. Zuko can't beat Azula at least not now. And Azula no, kicks his and ass. Then- in and, Return and of Amashu, this is where she builds up her crew. Yeah, we we see May and Ty Lee, the re- the baddest women on the planet. Like low key, May and Ty Lee. When you see them two girls coming at you, you should be scared. No bending, does, just straight weapons and chi punching. She does Ty Lee wrong though. Like yeah. with Ty, you know, going to the circus and being like, yeah, also, this is like. She, it's it's the start of the downfall of Azula. Like it's the the downfall that we see where Zuko gets redeemed and we see her downfall, you can see the seeds of it being set in as early as when she goes to get Ty Lee. She's just a crazy person, man. Yeah, she sucks, bro. Like, Azula fucking blows, but she's super strong, and she'll kick anybody's ass. And we see Boomy's like, sorry, Aang, I can't teach you. Uh, I gotta just wait. Some White Lotus shit. Save save this for later. This is one of those moments. Sure. Boomy's just waiting. We're gonna see another well, man and, just wait. And it's also... Major tough foreshadowing where he's like, you, you got to find an earth teacher that listens to the earth before they react or whatever. True. And that's straight up tough. So, and, and then, you know, that goes into the next episode to the swamp um, where, you know, they get uh, drawn into going into the swamp. They all, they each see visions, um, you know, uh, Katara and, um, Sokka both see people that they've lost or think that they've lost. Um, but Aang sees a, a girl Vision, that he's yeah. never met before. So yeah, Vision's and, and it's actually tough when you go look through it. And you know, 
the future. And the next four cluster is the Toph arc. So it's the beginnings of Toph. That's the next four that we got. So. Well, yeah, I mean, this is book two Earth. So, you know, we are focusing on the Earth aspect of... Uh, also, that journey. episode of uh, one of these episodes where he was fighting the... Uh, the the king book or the general who was crazy when they're trying to get in the Avatar stage just showed you how strong Earthbending was, man. Like, and I know Katara didn't have any water around her, but it just was like, oof, air can't do shit against it. Water ain't doing shit against it. Like, if y'all aren't by, if you if y'all don't have fire, which y'all Earthbending's kind of kicking everybody's ass. For sure, yeah. I I never realized why Aang didn't use more Earthbending. Yeah, see, it's because it's the it's the thing that's opposite to his natural thing like the thing he loves the most which is airbending and it's the it's the opposite and we'll see that not in the next four cluster but in the cluster after that where Toph tries to teach him and it's like he has to overcome that natural opposite so we'll we'll, we'll get to we'll talk about all that and what Toph teaches him but we're about to meet Toph that's in the next four all right Shubi, let's jump to old guard did you like it no you didn't like it <laughs> I liked it more than extraction let me say that Sure. <laughs> I liked it way more than Extraction. But the music was terrible. Like, oh the my music gosh. Was all, those, terrible. all those pop uh, song choices just didn't work. The you know, the fight sequences were great. Fight sequences um, were amazing. Mean, like, act two was a drag. That's what I'm saying. Like act two just like Act One and Act I, Three I, were I fire, but but Act Two was a super drag. I paused that movie like three times and I don't I don't have like, pause movies. I'm not a like movie in the, in the beginning, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can get on board with this. And then Act Two was just such a drag, and then and like it really hurt me going into Act Three because like at that point I had already like almost checked out, and I'm like half watching it at this point. Look, I'm just like let me say this, Nikki, I think that's his name, Nikki and Joe, best parts of the fucking movie, better than Charlize Theron because Charlize Theron was like. She was just like Debbie Downer, but I get it. She's been alive for all these centuries and like which she she lost someone she loved. She lost two people she loved. She doesn't feel like she's worth it. She doesn't remember her family. She's in super, super denial. And then we find out all the good she did at the end of the movie, but she doesn't believe that she does any good. I really didn't like Niall's character, if I'm going to be honest. I didn't like Niall. I thought Niall was in like a cheap CW, all-American melodrama, like the way she was acting. I just didn't really like it. To me, yeah, I agree best, with that. The best people in this show were Joe and fucking Nikki. They were amazing. I, I thought it was hilarious when, when Joe's professing his love and just how much Nikki means to him. And, and we see him against those soldiers. That's a powerful like, scene. I was like, these white dudes aren't about to get down with this. And they just are like, when their faces came up, I was like, oh, yeah. They, they were down with this. But I was like, hell yeah, Joe and Nikki, you do y'all thing. It's not my fucking boyfriend, you fucker. Don't call him that, you douchebag. But yeah, no, nah, they, they were legit. My favorite characters didn't really like now. I knew Booker was going to be the villain. The I knew Booker was the guy. The I moment like, <laughs> you know, I feel, started talking I feel bad about for the actor or whatever who played Dudley or whatever because like he, oh, you he know, I just, he was a fucker. It's, it's, it's like you know, it's hard to cast him in other things, but you know, when you come into this movie and you're cast in this movie, you got to perform. And he didn't. <laughs> he was just Dudley, <laughs> bro. He wasn't even Dudley, dude. He was just like some like. Some you know person that was in a movie that just didn't fit. He was just this prick, just this like, big farmer prick. I liked the idea behind his character. I just don't think he executed it well. To me, this movie should have been a TV series. We talked about this. Basically, it just it goes through uh, Charlize Theron who plays Andromaca. She's like I believe she's probably around the time of, if not Greece, 
maybe Christ. We don't really necessarily get a. I'm saying Greece is a good guess. My guess was Greece. I thought she could have maybe been by the time of Christ with the Romans. I I figured she was from around then because she saw the Crusades. She saw uh, she saw some of the Chinese wars, which with Queen. She saw a lot of old shit. She got to the medieval times. She got to all that shit. So she was the oldest one. She's partnered with this guy named Booker, who's from the Napoleon era. And then she's partnered with these two dudes from the Crusaders, Joe and Nikki, my favorite characters. They basically do this gig for Copley, who's Chuatal Edge of Four. This movie's lucky they got Chuatal Edge of Four and Charlize Theron. I'm shocked that they did this fucking movie, but they did it. And they're the reason why this movie got made, because without them, this movie fucking flops. Uh, but uh, Charlize, yeah, yeah. like Charlize Theron, and and honestly, Joe and Nikki, Joe and Nikki are the best in this movie. But it doesn't get made without those two, and they carry it. But Joe and Nikki are the soul of this. Let me say that. And uh, so they do this job for Chuatoy Edgian Four, and he's like, uh, I need you to save these girls because they always try to save parts of humanity. Ends up being he got them. Chuatoy Edgian Four is working for Dudley. So we don't even need to say his real name. Don't know his name in the fucking movie. He's just this big pharma guy. And he's trying to save the world. He wants to use their immortality blood to, to get him. So then basically they have to escape, go get Copley to figure it out. Then all of a sudden they start having these dreams and there's a new old guard member. Charlize Theron's like, I'm gonna go get him. And that's now played by Kiki Lane. And they she goes get her. And then basically it's the struggle of fish out of water. Like Kiki Lane doesn't believe. And they have that back and forth. Uh, Joe and Nikki get captured. Booker, uh, Andy, and Nile have to go save him. We find out that Booker's the betrayer. Uh, so then Andy and Booker get captured. Now says she's going to meet her family. But she was like, no man left behind. She realized that these people saved her. She goes save all of them. Uh, they, they, Booker gets out. She ends up, he ends up helping all of them. They beat Dudley. Dudley dies. Uh, Copley starts working for him. And they start working for the CIA. They have this partnership where they're going to go on missions. And then all of a sudden, Charlize Theron's love interest is still alive. She got from the bottom of the ocean, which they better explain in the second movie or if they give us a series. And there's going to be Booker and her. Booker shouldn't work with her, man. Like, Booker should still love. That's, like, the flaw to me is, like, is Booker just that upset that he's going to go work with Queen? Like, he's going to be like, all right, whatever. We're going to work with Queen and we're going to kill these fucks. Like, come on, fam. Do we think Andy's going to be alive or is it going to be Nile and Joe and Nikki's team? I don't know. I I, I wouldn't. I just, I think they messed this up. Like they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have done this. Like they should have made <laughs> they, this a series. No, they definitely should have. But the thing is, and, the know, thing you, is, you where do you start? You could have got. Because I mean, do you start? I'm, do you start with like building up Andy from like her past past, and then season one is just Andy's past. Some time skips. We meet Joe and Nick. Now, now what would have been interesting is if you would have done this movie and not included Charlize Theron made someone that could come back and do a series and you did the movie and then you did a series based on the past. Mm, and then had the second movie be like, but you obviously can't do that because Charlie Theron is not going to do that. And this yeah, movie she- did not make her enough money for her to do. You think do, she's, do, you think, like do you think we're going to get a sequel of this with Charlie Theron in it? Probably not. Do you think Chuatoy Angio 4 is going to come back as Copley? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't think he will. Gosh, I hope Joe and Nikki come back. They were, they were legit the best parts of this fucking movie. I was, so it was all right, man. It was, it was whatever. It, it, the way I described it and I ran through it, it just, it happened so much slower than that. This movie could have honestly been like an hour and 45 minutes. It did not have to be two hours in, in like 15. As most movies don't. And I, like I said, now felt like she was supposed to be an All-American and not this movie. And that's no disrespect to that lady, but it just, it just didn't work for me. And, and Booker, yeah. like I said, I saw the turn coming a mile away. If anything, 
I don't want Netflix to get 100 bullets because it was very similar to this, like this organization that's run by the government. But instead of like immortal soldiers who who the government is kind of chasing, 100 bullets is like this mafia that works co- coincide with the government. And there's like the secret ploy that they're fixers of all the world events. And they like do all kind of crazy shit. And like the fixers are trying, the government is trying to kill the fixers and the leader of the fixers is like, nah, fuck the government. And he just starts capping niggas. <laughs> like that shit is wild. Like, and he's like, I'm still going to fix the world. Fuck the United States government. And it's a battle between the fixers and the government. And it's like this espionage. hundred bullets net definitely needs to be picked up by HBO and made into a series. I don't want to see Netflix get it after watching old guard. Do not want to see it. Don't want to see a movie. If they make hundred bullets into a movie, I will be furious. And I don't know if I will watch it. Because that's how much I love that series. It needs to be picked up by Amazon or HBO Max. And after seeing Close Enough, I want it to be HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty confident when Netflix puts out a series, but it's these movies that I'm just not feeling too too good about. Unless unless they're comedies. Like, I that's think their that Netflix bag. Is, is, is doing okay with comedies. And I've but heard like, a lot of good Frontier. things about that, that uh, Will, uh, Will Ferrell movie. Triple Frontier that are... And I, I like The Ballad of Buster Shrugs, the Coen's brother um, movie. Yeah. That was kind of a comedy, but like... And The Irishman was good too long. But in terms of like Netflix movies that were supposed to be big with these big stars, Triple Frontier with Ben Affleck was a straight flop. When it ended, I was like, is this how this fucking movie ended? Like, didn't believe it. Extraction, straight trash. Extraction was probably the worst of the three I'm going to name. And then Old Guard. Like, I love, Charlize Theron was badass. The action scenes were great. But like, Old Guard, Triple Frontier, and Extraction let me down. Super bad. Let me down. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, which ones that have been Netflix originals have hit for me. Netflix original movies. Let's see. I'll pull up the list. Oh, I like yeah, the King. That's what I'm doing right now. Oh, I like yeah, the King. The King. I did like King the was King. good. And I did like Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. D- yeah, so, I, mean, I like that, like, too. But so, like, see, that's, that's not thing. like original content. Like, that's Bird off Box. of history. I never, I never saw Bird Box. Like, they did it off of history, though. And Bird Box was kind of like a ripoff of a... Uh, of, uh, All right, so I got like so the king six was trash. The um, king, uh, and what did you was the one extremely wicked and close? Those two things were great. Uh, Dolomite is my name. That was fire. But Dolomite, that was yeah, Dolomite, yeah. But that goes back to your thing about how comedies are the best thing with with Netflix. Yeah, I, yeah, I really think so. I'm looking at some of these other things. I can't really see anything that's like striking my eye. Yeah, um, I know. Beast of No Nations was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't see one. Uh, 1922, that was that uh, Woody Harrelson movie. Oh, yeah. Cloverfield Paradox, I didn't like that. Uh, no, I'm trying to see any more. Bright, Bright, see, Bright didn't land with for me. We When we first met, I really liked, but it's a romantic comedy. So, you know, I feel like they, they do that pretty well. I didn't watch the Jesse movie, but some it was hit or miss with some people. I don't know if I saw that. The Outsider was pretty good with Jared Leto. I don't know if I saw that. That's where he's like in Japan trying to be a Yakuza boss. I only like it because it works with my, you know, my love of Japanese culture, but some yeah. people might not like it, but I, I fucking dug it. Uh, yeah, Outlaw King was good. Oh, yeah. Out- Man, when they do history, they do it right. Like Outlaw King and fucking The King were great. Yeah. I mean, Other than that, and, like. And then in, like just the comedies and the rom-coms. Yeah, I don't know, man. When they do these action movies, these these quote unquote action movies, it never really works. I like the movie Rim of the World, the kids movie, but that's like a sci-fi action movie. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm. I think I'm to. Yeah, I'm to the Irishman. So I've seen. Yeah, all these. Not really a fan of. Yeah, I mean, if it's not, 
a big time, a super big director like the Coens, Martin Scorsese, or some history thing. It, or let's just say, if it's an action movie with a big time star with a, we don't know who no, he well, is. Director, yeah, forgetting the Five Bloods, but I mean that's again what that's you're a big time with, like, director. Big director, like, and then it also has some history thing. If it's not a big time director, some comedy shit or a history shit, Netflix isn't really good. Like I said, just action movies they don't do well. Like that Six Underground shit with Ryan Reynolds, we could throw that on the list of this. Old Guard, yeah. uh, the fucking Triple Frontier, and then the the uh, Chris Hemsworth movie, Restra- uh, Re- Re- Retraction, whatever the fuck that shit was called. Extraction. Extraction. Shit was trash. Yeah. So, so but yeah. I liked Old Guard more than I give Old Guard. IGN gave Old Guard a seven. I'd probably give it a, like a seven or a six point five. It wasn't. It was like the action scenes are worth you checking out. And like the story itself isn't bad, but that second act is a drag. Uh, IMDb gave it a six point seven. That's probably where I would put it around. I'm saying I'm I'm around those range. I'm like six point nine seven. I, I liked it enough, but the music is terrible. Let me just say that. And then when Frank Ocean played, I was like, this doesn't fit in this movie. <laughs> I was like, this is like. I was like, why is she playing Frank Ocean right now? Charlize Theron was too serious. Booker was like this depressed character. Fucking Joe and Nikki were the best part of this movie. And then Niall felt like she wasn't in the same movie that Charlize Theron was in. It's just like, and then Dudley just felt like he was in his own movie. I'm just like, oh, everybody's just doing their own thing in this. Whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to see who was on this music department that fucked it up so badly. Bad, bad. Cho- and maybe if the music wasn't bad, I'd have liked it more. But it just seemed like every time Niall's character was in, they played some CW cheesy shit. Like every time. And I was just like, Give this girl some better music. Maybe I'd like her acting more. Maybe, yeah. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it, was, it was like this is the this is the one time where a soundtrack truly affected my movie viewing shit. Yeah, it, it happens at time to time, and you know it really can take you out. And it did. But, like, geez. And I wanted to. I wanted to love Old Guard. Me too, because I thought the concept was really great. And like we've said a billion times, if it would have been a series, I think it would have landed more. Maybe. They they could have they could have done the time to like maybe character developed a little bit. Yep, it made us because like the only characters that really got real development was Charlize Theron, Joe and Nikki. They tried to throw the Booker thing in there with the cancer shit, but that was just to explain why he was the traitor. Uh, Niles' yeah. characterization was whatever, and like I don't like you said, we needed more time with these characters because the actors yeah. either didn't do what they were supposed to with them or they didn't have enough meat. That's why yeah. I'm shocked that Joe and Nikki were so good. Like, that's why I keep saying this, but it's just like either those actors did more with that script or they just, I don't know. It just, they killed it. So shout out to those two dudes. I want to see those two dudes in more, more shit. Like, let them get more work, but everybody else, yeah. whatever. But uh, that's, that's it for Old Guard. We'll uh, get back next week with some more Avatar and Doom Patrol. Don't think we have a movie to watch, but um, probably not. We could probably not. We can watch something. We'll talk about unless, it. Here, unless you want to talk about Palm Springs next week. Oh, we could talk about Palm Springs. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a new movie that's out. I think uh, there might be another new movie. new movie. Not from what I've seen. July 2020. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything for Netflix. Desperados is out. I don't know if that's. I've seen that. Was it good? Uh. I, I I don't think like it's something that we want to review. About. All right, bet, bet. 
Oh, there's a Kobe documentary? That's lit. I haven't heard too much about that. Oh, Scoob, your movie, bro. Was it free now? I think it's going to be free by next week. Uh-oh. <laughs> we could jump on Scoob. Yeah, that, like you said, there's not really much coming out for a while. That's why we need fucking Tenet to drop, man. July is a shitty month for movies right now. Please. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to start re- reviewing old Oh, wait. Movies. Hold on. I think I see what you're talking about with Scoob. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm on yeah. HBO Max right now. And it's, yeah, you can watch it right now on HBO Max. We're going to have to fucking run up, uh, get running back sooner to live action than we anticipated to start reviewing older movies and just <laughs> have run it back as like the movie review part where we, we just talk about news. Because, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm trying to watch some movies. Um, I liked I our Midsommar talk this week. I'm glad I watched it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Also watched House of Wax. Oh, God. I don't know why we let Child, Chad Michael Murray become a movie star. <laughs> oh, I remember what movie I watched this week. I watched Ready or Not. How was that? So it seems like we were both in our horror bag. Um, I mean, it's not really that much of a horror. It's more of a comedy. Oh, for real? I thought Ready or Not was the horror movie. I mean, like, it's got horror elements, but it's, it, it, everyone's being so goofy. It's like uh, if Knives Out, people were trying to kill each other. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, it's that movie. Okay, never mind. What am I thinking of that's a horror movie that sounds like Ready or Not? I don't know. But, like, yeah. I mean, I just, it's, a, it's a comedy horror movie. Like, it's listed as a horror but movie. But isn't that with uh, Old Boy from Ozark and uh, Rachel McAdams? No, that movie has uh, some... So Mora Weaving and uh, Adam Brody. Ready or not? Or what? Let me look this up. Oh wait! I oh we could talk about this. I saw this. Yeah. With the girl who's trying to get married and uh, mm-hmm. they try to kill her. His ass. family. Yeah. 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 And, and old boy ends up betraying her, and then he ends up killing her in the end. Alex de Le Dumas. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a weird movie. Weird movie. I, I kind of liked it though. It was all right. Wasn't bad. I thought Andy McDowell was overacting her ass off, but you know, whatever. She plays the. Yeah, mom. it was it was one of these things where I enjoyed the beginning, and I enjoyed like the whole thing. But then when it like got into like the horror deal of like I, I it was one of those things where like I liked the story and where it, and the twists, but I didn't really like the whole horror deal of it where it's like, I, I didn't like the kills or like the, the scares. It wasn't anything like that. I really I, I see why you said it was comedy horror. Cause yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that movie was scary at all. I just thought it was gory. No. That's what yeah. I but yeah, man, so I we, think I was okay. expecting a little more edge to it. That's what it, it, I see the knives out comparison. Cause I get it. it was, it was that type of cheese ball movie. But not really cheese ball. About really, families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I liked it though. So shout out to shout out yeah. to Ready or Not. But we'll figure yeah, out. I try, I try and watch like some. I watch, try and watch a movie every Wednesday. Like I said, if you guys don't get a new Bros Who binge, y'all will get some form of Run It Back, where me and Schubert are reviewing some movie with another person from this network or some guest that we bring on because we got a lot of guests ready to come. So we're excited for that. And I think I can say the first live action Run It Back, even though it's not for a couple weeks. I, I, we haven't chose the movie, but we chose the director. I told Schubert, we're doing a Quentin Tarantino movie first. We got to. Um, got to start it off right. 
Yeah, I don't know which one you want to choose. Uh, you know. Funny enough, I rewatched Django yeah. recently and Inglorious Bastards, and I think I think I have them one two. I think I have Pulp Fiction three now. I think I legit have Pulp Fiction. I saw something where like the actors from Kill Bill are like, "Yeah, we want to do Kill Bill three, and they we should wanna, like, do it the right, to, kill it." Like, uh, what was it? Vivica Fox? She was in Kill Bill, huh? Yeah, so I think she was in the first one. I don't know if she was in the second one. She might have been in but, the But, like, Vivica Fox was, like, interviewed, and she was like, yeah, I want them to do Kill Bill 3, and I want them to have a daughter character that is played by Zendaya. Mm, of course she wants a Kill Bill 3. Her career is... Let me not get into that, because that's some, that's some shit that some bros who think topic with me, Brooklyn, and Doom, where we shit on Vivica Fox for five minutes. <laughs> So of course she wants to kill Bill. Her ass, her career's in the tanker. Shout out to 50 Cent. <laughs> That's fucked up. Let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. 50, 50 is quick to Rose Vivica. <laughs> Damn. Just follow his IG. Oh, shout out to 50 Cent. Power book two coming out. For those who followed Ghost and Tommy's adventures, we're following Tariq now, boy. He about to be the king of the streets. Ghost, you dig? <laughs> It's gonna be trash, but shout out to 50 man. 50 killing it right now. But yeah, shoes. That's all we got this week. Uh, you guys can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow the bros you think at bros you think. Like me and Schubert said a bunch of times. Go check out Running Back episode two on YouTube now. Me, Schubert, and Chris are reviewed uh the Cowboy Bebop movie. We got for for at least for the next two running backs will be animes, but then after that, we're gonna start interchanging having the anime edition and the non where we're gonna have animes come out and live action movies. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, new Bros Who Think podcast dropping Thursday on YouTube and on all audio platforms. Be sure to subscribe to YouTube. This podcast is going to be on YouTube soon. Oh, and I can announce, even though we need to send the people the fucking questions like tonight, <laughs> but there will be a pitching match on next Bros Who on next Bros Who Binge between the competitor uh, Nola Pels Reddit and Primetime's host Charles Reese. Super excited. Pitches. The season's about to finish, and we're going to get a new champion before we start the new season come January. So we'll see who the champion's going to be for the first season, and then when season two comes. I'm going for the crown, man. I'm going to get it. I'm coming. You got a shot? I think I got it. Being that you feel that you don't have a shot, who do you feel is going to win this pitch at season? Who are you putting your money behind? Jake Madison. Are you really think Jake Madison's going to come out the loser's bracket and win it all? Is he like our star? I don't know, maybe. I feel like I'm like uh But like, you know, you never know what he comes in, you know, if he comes in and it's just like not his night. Schmidt kicked his ass though. It's like, fair. No offense to Jake. Like I mean, they know I both love him, but this is a game show. Like Schmidt kind of came through. Like Jake kind of Jake Jake had the lead, but he fumbled the rock. Yeah. Schmidt kind of so, picked up. You gotta play a full game. So we we will see. Man, I want to be like the league's like I want to be like the league's magic. I just need my bird to like you know get the league going. I'm trying to be. There's no teams, bro. Oh wait, you're talking about like your rival. Yeah, I'm trying to be my my rival, man. I gotta get out there. Charles, maybe Charles can make some steps. Yeah, Charles can make some strides, but we'll see, man. Charles versus Nola Pels ready the first match. Then we'll get Adam Schubert versus Jake Masson. Then me versus Schmidt and. Then the winner of the two winners brackets, you know. Yeah, you know, what's Jake, funny with the with the questions is like there's a lot of anime questions that are getting thrown thrown in there, and it's like, oh, I don't know how Charles or Nolan Pell's read it. I think Nolan Pell's read to watch some anime. Yeah, Nolan Pell's read like, watches a lot of anime, bro. Yeah. He'll be good. I was about to say, I was like, we've done, we've had some Twitter convos with him about anime. So Charles, he'll probably Charles is gonna do have right. to do his studying. But next next season, we got some new competitors that are gonna join. Man, I'm excited, but. Yeah, man. Shubert, tell the people they can find you. Man, that's all. That's all I got this week. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hubert14. And make sure you watch last week's Run It Back. Um, you know, if you haven't gone on the HBO Max train, you can wait because you probably won't be able to get on TV. But, I mean, I'm just scrolling through right now, figuring out what I want to watch after this. And I'm like, man, I might watch they got the so much good shit. Yeah, they got a lot of good movies. I think I'm going to watch The Departed. And I can't wait for us to talk Scorsese on, on the Run It Back because, like, man... I'm excited. And if you want to get, if you want to, you know, figure out if how you feel about a Batman Beyond, go ahead and watch that Batman Beyond movie they got on there too. Which Batman Beyond movie? Return of the Joker. Oh, that's on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie always scared me as a child, but I might watch it. It's not it's one of my. One. Fa- it's a great one, but it's not one of my favorites. Like I don't know why. It's just like like I said, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, they and have they all these DC movies. And they got a lead of Battle Angel on there. So if you haven't Ooh, seen that's that, lit. that's a great movie. Is the Batman the TV show on here? No. Because that's a very underrated Batman TV show. Oh, but they have the long-eared Batman. That one sucks. Yeah. (laughs) But they do have a lot of the good movies. Oh, shit, they got Under the Red Hood, Mr. Freeze, lit. Oh, this is lit. Okay, good for HBO Max. They got the Doom Justice League movie, lit. Justice League New Frontier. Look, if people need a good documentary to watch, Necessary Evil, the documentary on the DC supervillains on HBO Max, that's really good. That's a great documentary. I've been watching uh, that Todd McFarlane Spawn series a little bit. Oh, the oh, is that on here? Mm-hmm. That shit is good. Super before yeah, it's, it's time. Like, yeah. Super, super before it's time, but it is really good. That's how you know HBO was always doing above and beyond shit. I forgot for sure. that. And, and see, I feel like that's what Toonami, Adult Swim, and Crunchyroll's partnership with HBO Max is going to give us. More shit like that. Oh, and if you want to watch like a good old cartoon that, that they have on there that uh, that I haven't got a chance to watch yet, but it was one of my favorites growing up, Johnny Quest. Oh, nice. See, I feel like Tarnakowski is going to make some crazy shit for uh, HBO Max. John yeah, I mean, they have his, they have his primal him. on there. And that, that show's great. No dialogue, just straight action. You should watch that. All right, yeah. It's one of the pretty short episodes, too, huh? Bro, yeah, whatever happened minutes. to uh, Kit Harrington's show Gunpowder? Like, I'm just looking at it. Like, I'm just looking through HBO Max right now. Like, since when was Kit Harrington like a gunman? <laughs> Gunpowder. I don't know. We're just, we're just, right now we're just trolling, bro. In, in the pod, we're just scrolling yeah. through HBO Max, looking at his shit. <laughs> yeah, we're just legit trolling HBO Max right now. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, go ahead and check all that out, and be sure to check out everything going on with the network. And we'll talk to you next week. So everyone, have a great week and stay safe. And as always, keep binging.